1: Okay. It's time to get started.
2: Good morning.
1: Good morning, good morning,
2: good morning.
1: Amen. Amen. He got all our backs. Amen. He's a long time guy. Good morning. Great morning. Good Friday. Great Friday. It's a blessing to be here on the line with you all. This is Al. I'm your host for the morning. Good morning. This is JC. Good morning, JC. Good morning. Happy Friday. Happy Friday, happy day. Today is a great day. It still is just beginning. May God order our steps. Amen. Good morning. Good morning. Happy Good morning.
3: Friday. This is Miss B. Miss Barbara. Can I put in a prayer request? Uh
1: yes, you may.
3: Me and my friend are going on vacation tomorrow, so could you pray for traveling grace for us, please?
1: Grace. Got it. Mrs. Barbara? Yes. All right. You got it, Miss Barbara. Have a great day. Have a blessed day. Good morning. Great morning. Good morning. Good morning all. Good morning. This is this is Al with your wake up call this morning. Good morning, good morning, good
4: morning. Good morning, good morning. M- Deborah Evans. Good morning. Happy Friday.
1: Happy Friday, Deborah. Happy Friday. Good morning, great morning. Thank you. Your light shine. This is a this is a day to rejoice and be glad in it. God order our steps. Good morning, great morning. Who else is on the line? Great morning, great morning.
2: Good morning, morning, Miss Destiny.
1: Good morning, Miss Destiny. Welcome, welcome, welcome. This is a great morning, great day to be glad and rejoicing in the Lord. So glad he woke me up. So glad he woke you up. It's a blessing. Good morning, great morning. Who else is on the line? Great morning, great morning. Good morning, good morning to all. Great morning, great morning. Great morning. Awesome, awesome morning. Awesome morning. Good morning, now.
4: Awesome. Happy
3: Favorite Friday. It's Rochelle. Have a good day. Thank you so much.
1: Good morning. Great morning, Rochelle. Happy Friday. Happy day. Great morning. Who else is on the line? Good morning. Great morning. Anyone else on the line? Wonderful. Say good morning this morning. Don't be shy. This is all family here. Great morning.
5: Good morning.
1: Happy Friday, Angela. Angela, good morning. Great morning. Have an awesome day. Awesome day. This is a great day to be rejoicing in. We should be shouting up unto God because he touched us and woke us up this morning. Praise the Lord. There ain't nobody getting up on no alarm clocks this morning that are that are in the in the grave no popping up great morning great morning you're on the mind who's there anyone there shout out to god let your voice be known and heard
5: good morning this is the next happy friday and god bless you all have a blessed day
1: good morning happy friday happy day praise the lord
6: Amen. Sister
1: good morning. Great morning. What was your name again, now? Sister Shar. Shar. Okay. Good morning, Shar. Good morning. Great morning. This is a day of rejoicing. Shout on the God.
0: Smile
1: mm-hmm. on your face. It is awesome to be waking up on Friday morning. Great morning. Good Friday. Good morning.
3: Happy Friday, sweetie. Good How
1: are you? Great. I'm doing awesome. Doing awesome. Great morning. Great morning. Great morning. I have a awesome. shout of
3: praise. I have a 31-year-old daughter today. I'm excited because my daughter is 31, and I'm giving God the glory for my baby, Ariana. Thank you, Jesus, for her
1: life. Ariana, and this is Dee Dee. Is that right?
3: Yes, sir, and she's 31 years old. She is older than her mama officially today. Amen.
1: Amen. Thank God for 31 years. Amen. All right, guys. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. I'll take one more. Good morning. Go ahead, sister.
4: Good morning. It's Krishanda. Happy Friday. What a mighty God we serve. Marvelous
1: in all his works. Happy
4: birthday to Didi's daughter.
5: Happy Friday, everyone.
1: Amen. Amen. Good morning! Great morning! Happy Friday! Happy day! At this time, we're going to get officially started. I'll ask everyone to mute your phones so that we can proceed. Great morning again! Happy birthday to Ariana, Didi's daughter. May God continue to bless her with more years beyond her years, and and more opportunities to bless others. Amen. Amen. Again, hello. My name is Al, and I'm your host. Thank you for joining us. Here on Declare Victory, we are a prayer call that meets Monday through Friday starting at 6 a.m. Pacific Standard Time and 8 a.m. Central Standard Time and 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. This is a time to edify, empower, encourage, and equip you in your walk with Christ. Be sure to join us daily during the month of August where our theme for the month is Legislation. Yes, y'all, legislation, all the declarations will focus on the jurisdictional authority that Christ has provided to us as his Ecclesiastes. There is one announcement today. There will be no Friday night live tonight. There are no prayer requests submitted via the app. We have one prayer request that was mentioned today. That was from Sister Barbara. She's asking for traveling grace. <clears throat> so again, that uh spoken her request was Barbara. She's asking for traveling grace. So may God be with her. The order of this call is prayer and corporate praise. Will be brought by Marcus. The declaration will be brought by Apostle Pierre. Then we will go right into closing comments hosted by the declarer. Again, prayer and corporate praise will be brought by Marcus. The declaration will be brought by Apostle Pierre. Then, after which we will go right directly into closing comments hosted by the declarer. Our scripture for the day is 1 Corinthians 12:18, and it reads, But as it is, God arranged the members in the body as he chose. May the Lord add a blessing to the reading and hearing and doing of his holy word. At this time, we ask you to put your phones on mute until instructed to come off mute. At this time now, I pass the call to our prayer warrior. May God bless you and keep you.
7: Oh, Father and our God, we come to you to say thank you for this day. Thank you for life, health, and strength. Thank you uh, for blessing us to see this day, a day that we've never seen before. We thank you, God for on this day this is the day that you have made and we will rejoice and be glad in it matters not what our circumstances may be matters not where our life may seem how our how our um, life may seem to look uh, matters not uh, what's going on in our household or on our job in our minds, in our spirits, we will rejoice because you gave us this day and you made this day. And so because you made this day, we're going to rejoice. How will we rejoice? We're not only going to lift our hands. We're not only going to shout hallelujah. We're not only going to worship you. We're not only going to give you glory. We are also going to be at our best today. We are going to think of you all day. We are going to keep our minds stayed on you because it is in that that you will give us perfect peace. God, we thank you, God, for the tool and the power to grab back our joy, grab back our peace. The enemy cannot have victory, and we thank you for giving it to us, the tool of focusing our mind on you so that you can keep us in the right frame of mind so that you can give us peace. And we thank you for it right now. We adore you. We, uh, we love you, God. You are so worthy. You are so uh, honorable. We bless you. We adore you. We just give you all of the glory and all the praise. Help us, oh God, to remember to, to pray to you every day. Because as your word says, men, mankind ought to always pray and never faint, never quit, never give up, never fall through the cracks. Because you, we know that praying to you, speaking to you, talking to you, conversing to you will give us the victory. And so Lord, we um, do that. We commit to that, God. That we will remember that before we jump jump on Instagram, before we hop on Facebook, before we scroll through TikToks, God, what we need to do is talk to You. What, before we pick up the phone to call our friends, before we gossip with our neighbors, we need to call You. We need to get on a, a, the line with You and tell You all about our troubles, tell You all about our pains and our woes and our issues and our challenges. God, so that you can help us to see it in a different way. We thank you, God, for being our our, uh, light. Thank you, God, for being our pathway. Thank you, God, for giving us the Holy Spirit, who is our paraclete, who will help us, who will comfort us, who will guide us, who will lead us. Thank you, O God, for um Just blessing us and thinking of us, God, you didn't have to do it, God, in those times when we disobeyed you, you still kept us in mind, and we're grateful we're 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 just so grateful for you keeping us in your mind more than more than anything. Thank you, Lord, not just keeping us in your mind, but God uh just looking at us as um the apple of your eye, oh God, for just loving on us, God, in the times when we didn't even want you, you still loved us. And God, because of that, we love you back. We send you back all the love. We send you back all of the honor, the glory. Oh God, we bless you. We honor you today. God, there are prayer requests today. We just want to lift up Barbara and and uh, her friends as they are going on vacation. Give them traveling grace, wherever there may be, they, they may be going. We pray, God, that you would bless uh, them as they get on the plane or get in the car or wherever, however they're traveling, God. We pray, God, that you would protect them. God, that you would send them. Take them to where they're going on their destination, and God, that you would bring them back safely, and we bless you, and we thank you. God, we also pray that when they get there, to their destination, that they would have the best time of their lives, God, that the vacation would be uh, uh, a time of rejuvenating, a time of restoration, a time of fun and joy, God, that you would... Protect them from all scams and anything that would cause them to have any troubles in the midst of it. God, we bind the enemy on every hand. God, let uh, no issues come about with delayed flights and canceled flights and, and 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 lost luggage. We we bind that in the name of Jesus. And God, any challenges like that that do come up. God, that it would only be temporary. God, that they would get the victory in the midst of it all. And we thank you and we claim it and call it as done in Jesus' name. God, I lift up the Moores family. God, as they've lost uh, their nephew, their son, their cousin, their brother. God, I pray that you would bless them, God, in the name of Jesus. God, even for the Bayshore School community, God, as they deal with this loss, Uh, this 17 year old boy, I pray God that you would bless all of the teachers that knew him, all of the, um, all of the students that were close to him and god that you would just lift them up comfort them with god in the name of jesus give them peace in the midst of this and to remember the good times god bless them through their grieving god that you would give them uh just comfort through this trying and tough time god i pray for every teacher that is going back into the classroom god that you would Bless them now, anoint them, God, to be at their best. God, touch their minds. God, bless their lessons. God, help them to not just regurgitate lessons and education from the past. God, I pray that you would give them a newness within their uh, lesson plans. God, I pray that you would refresh their minds. God, give them a fresh new idea. God, something that would grab the attention of their students, and God, that you would just give them. Um, the things that they need to be a powerful um, guide, and God, that young people will be blessed and would learn like never before, God. I pray, God, that uh, classrooms be ignited with passion this year. God, I pray that degrees would be received in abundance this year. God, that those who have been thinking about going back to school, that God, that you would fire them up right now. Put the passion down in their soul. Don't let them rest until they get the job done. And we thank you for it in Jesus' name. God, those that are struggling in school right now, God, give them the grace to get through it. Give them the strength to get up and 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 make it through the tough time and 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 make it through the homework and make it through the lessons and help them to get an understanding in all of their doing as they're Uh, pursuing the education, God. Somebody right now is looking for uh, a place to stay, God. I I pray that you would grant them what they need, God, to get there. Someone's looking for a job, God. I pray that you would put someone in their path, God, as they are walking towards um, getting the job. God, that you would grant them opportunities, and we thank you for it. Help them to see the opportunity and to seize it as they see it, and we thank you for it. In Jesus' name, God, there's so much to pray for. We pray for our nation. We pray for our cities. We pray for our states. God, that you would bless the leaders of every state, in every community, in every Um, around the world, God, that you would bless all of our leaders, our spiritual leaders, our political leaders, God, bless them in the name of Jesus, God, local and national, God, that they would lead for your glory, God, that change would be brought, that positive change would be brought, God, that I pray that you would help the people in the communities, the people in the cities and the states, God, to Mm -hmm. rally together, God, and to um, stand up for change, to stand up for right change, to make a change, and um, God, to stand for what's right and to make a difference uh, in the town hall meetings, to make a difference uh, and to speak out their voices and not be discouraged by uh, the lack of movement, not be discouraged by the wrong direction. God, that we will still push forward uh, for the correct agenda. God, that you will be glorified in all and, and and through all. And we thank you and we believe it and we call it as done. God, we thank you for healing this morning. God, somebody needs healing in their body, healing in their mind,
8: healing in their spirit, healing from depression, healing from anxiety,
7: healing from brokenness. We call it as done right now spiritual, and physical healing. We call it done right now. And we thank you and we adore you, God, even as the healing is not being felt, God, but it is in our future. And we call it as done in the name of Jesus. Amen, God. And now, as we take our phones off mute, we give you praise, we give you worship, we glorify you because all is well, all is done. We take our phones off mute and give you joy, Lord. We take oh Lord, our, hands we our, adore our phones you. off mute and we lift our
2: hands, we lift our
7: voices in unison
2: to give you a corporate, glorified praise Jesus. to the you 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 Lord, to give you Lord to give you God, and we you. Lord you're God, for opening. Forgiveness giving us an opportunity to come to an you and to, you and and to lay God. the woes at your and feet for yeah. to lay our desires at your making us. God, God, we this to that you, you gave us bit oh, prayer. God, lift you up. Thank you, God. Lord, God to speak to you to, you. you, to have a conversation Lord, with you, Lord, God. Lord, God. Lord, God, help God, I want to morning, God, we adore you. We you. God, you are the Lord. you are the the I pray uh, you uh, uh, thank oh, you for oh, I don't don't you I'm I'm gonna gonna you know. <laughs> We will make a choice oh, to the Lord. We will praise the Lord every cheer that cry. Hallelujah! hallelujah. We have love rejoice, on. rejoice, no, rejoice! In the name of the name God. of Jesus Christ, the Lord of I the the of the the I'm not I'm not not. We give you know what you I you praise you the great I Hallelujah. Yes. Push the tomb back. Thank Lord. Yes, we give you praise this morning. Cover me, cover me, cover me. yes Lord, hallelujah, you, glory you. to your name, hallelujah, we glorify you, thank you Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Jesus. Thank came... you, Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Thank you, Thank you, Thank Thank you, Thank you, Thank you, Thank you, Thank you, no more you.
7: We glorify you today. We magnify you today. You thank are so you. worthy, oh God. We give you the praise and the glory. Thank we thank you for all Um, Mm -hmm. all of the people who have joined in the prayer. God, we pray that you would bless this morning, bless uh, the declarer as they come forth. God, I pray that you would give them the words to say, God, that you would uh, bless every word that comes out of their mouth. God, let us, let our ears be attentive. God, our spirits be open and our hearts be ready for what you have to say to us today. And we thank you and we honor you for it in Jesus' mighty name. And we we close it with a hearty amen as we pass the call to the declarer. Good morning, family.
8: How are you guys? I'm so happy to be with you guys on this morning, as always. I uh, want to thank you guys for having me back. As we enter into um, this new thing for this month of legislation, it is very um it's very prophetic that we have entered into this particular thing, given what's going on in the world as it relates to laws and it relates to things being put in place. And so today I want to go to a very familiar passage of Scripture. We're going to look at Matthew chapter 16. And even as we look at Matthew chapter 16, we're going to um, just look at this very familiar passage of Scripture. We're going to start at verse Number 13, it says, and when Jesus came into the region of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, who do people say that I am? And they answered, some say, you are John the Baptist, others say Elijah, still others say Jeremiah or one of the prophets. And he asked them, but who do you say I am? And Simon Peter answered, you are the Messiah, the son of the living God. And Jesus replied unto him, Simon, son of Jonah, you are blessed. Flesh and blood did not reveal this to you, but my Father is in heaven revealed this to you. You are Peter, and I guarantee you that on this rock I will build my church, and the very gates of hell will not overpower it. Here's the key verse. It says, and I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven, and whatsoever you imprison, you bind, you, pr- you forbid. I, God, will imprison, bind, and forbid, and whatever you set free, I will set free. Today, I want to talk about just very, 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 very briefly um, from the subject of I'm a law writer. I'm a law writer. And so when we start looking at legislation, we begin to define legislation. It is really setting things in place, setting things in order to be set as law, to govern the land. Um, It really means to execute your divine permission or your divine authority to rule a certain area. And so when we look at this, we see here that Jesus, based off of Peter's revelation of him, he tells him, hey, flesh and blood didn't reveal to you who I am but it was my father. There are some things that are revealed to you that will only come through God. And so the very first thing that I wanna deal with today is dealing with the identity of who you are. You have to understand that there are some people that would know you just by your name, but there are some people that know you by the spirit. There are some people that know you not just because you can sing, but there are some people that see the fruit of what it is that you say that you're called to do. And so whenever you get to a place where you recognize a level of maturity what happens there are some things that are given their promotion that is given when you realize that your children are mature enough to handle keys to the car you allow them to drive when you realize that they are uh, mature enough to handle keys to the house and they're responsible you give them keys to the house when you realize that they're able to handle a bank account or they're mature enough or they need to learn how to um use authority, you begin to give them more leeway. And so that's what God was doing here. That's what Jesus was doing here as it related to Peter. He realized that Peter had reached a place of authority or maturity. And so he decided to give him some keys. And not only did he give him keys, but what he said to him was, upon this rock, I will build my church. And, and so when we talk about building something, this is God saying, hey, listen, because of your revelation of who I am, I can trust you to build something in the earth that will announce who my father is. I will um, give you authority to build something or to bring people together and teach them the same authority. I will give you a training center. And so what we have to understand in this season is even as we have the revelation of who we are, it is our responsibility to not only train others in what they possess, but teach them how to possess it. And so this morning, I'm going to give you just eight keys of understanding um how to use the keys of authority or the keys of legislation, if you will. So he told Peter, he said, upon this rock, I will build my church and the very gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Point number three is this. You got to understand that no matter what hell tries to do to you, you already have overpowered it. You have already uh, overcome it. He said the very gates of hell shall not prevail against it. You have to understand that hell can only exercise what it's trying to do, but it will not do what it set out to do. It can only exercise. It can only try. That's why it says that the weapon may form, but it will not prosper. Why? Because you have the authority to stop it, which leads us to the next verse. In the next verse, he says, and gates of hell shall not prevail against it. For I say unto you today that whatsoever you bind on earth, whatsoever you forbid, whatsoever you decree, whatsoever you set in place, I will Bind in heaven, and so this is saying that God is saying, I'm not going to overstep my boundary of your authority in the earth realm. I'm going to allow you to legislate some things, I'm going to allow you to forbid some things, I'm going to allow you to unlock some things. And He said, And whatsoever you loose on earth, I'll loosen heaven, which means that heaven is now backing you up. You have all of heaven's resources there to back you up. And so, uh, it's almost as if one of those kids that says, Hey, listen. If you hit my brothers, I'm going to hit you back. And so that's what heaven is saying. When you begin to bind and say, hey, no, we don't rock with you. No, this can't come into my area. No, this can't come into, I believe I said this uh, last time I taught, if it hits the ground, you rule it. If it comes on this earth, you rule it. Why? Because you are the governing force on this earth. And so I want to talk about just eight keys. Um, uh, eight ways to use these keys of the kingdom, eight ways to use your legislation power that you have. The first way, is the keys of the kingdom are primarily held or used through your mouth, you have to understand that everything that you release, it has to be vocal. It has to be vocal. If you are going to legislate anything, if you're going to set anything in place, you have to use your mouth. You can't just sit there and say, oh, I I wish that this would happen. And think it in your mind. Yes, you, you, you can think it in your mind, but it also has to come out of your mouth. Everything that he said, the word of God says, if you decree a thing, which means if you speak a thing, it shall be established. And so this is the way things come into the earth. It comes through your mouth. We use physical keys to access our property by taking those keys in our hand and inserting them into the lock. However, spiritual keys are primarily loose through our mouths. Keys turn doors, and doors are unlocked as we make declarations and prophetic decrees. You have to understand when you speak it out of your mouth prophetically, because you are a prophetic force in the earth. It causes things that have been locked up to even open, or it calls things that have been uh, open too long to close up. Our words and our prayers, in agreement with God's word, releases us into that place of legislation. The second key. The second way to use this key is to enter, to use these keys to enter into doors of opportunities. When you look at Revelation chapter 3, verse, I mean, chapter 3, verse number 8, it says, I know your deeds. See, I have placed before you an open door that no man can shut. In the New Testament, Paul uses the imagery of open and closed doors to speak opportunities to minister the gospel. A open door, when we talk about open doors, open door in this text or in this form of scripture, it represents a metaphor for an opportunity or access. He says, tell, behold, I have placed before you open door that no man can shut. Why? Why did God say, hey, listen, no man can shut this door? Because you have the key to unlock it. You have the key to close it. And so there are some doors, if we'll be honest with ourselves, there are some doors we left open too long. There's there's some doors that we've left open too long and there's some doors that we have not even got to the place where we're trying to open or we're trying to close. And so we have to, uh, once again, this is something that I think I said on this line before, we have to get over spiritual agoraphobia. And spiritual agoraphobia, the word agoraphobia means the fear of walking through open doors. We have to train ourselves to not be afraid to use our key to access that door. If the door is open, walk through it and then close it behind you until you see what's on the other side. There are some things that will only open up once you use your key and you legislate it. I decree and declare that this door will open for me. I legislate. There are some things that heaven is waiting for you to release that will not happen until you open your mouth. The third way to use your key of authority uh is to permit and forbid. When we look at our, our original text, Matthew chapter 16, verse 19, he says, I will give you keys or authority of the kingdom of heaven, and whatsoever you bind, forbid, declare to be improper or unlawful on the earth, and have already been has already been bound in heaven. And whatsoever you loose, you permit, you declare as being unlawful on earth, I will have already loosed in heaven. In order for us to use this particular key, we must comprehend that our Father has called us to partner with him. In order to say, Hey, I forbid this from happening. You have to partner with heaven and make sure that it's the same thing that heaven wants to lose. You have to make sure that it's the same thing that heaven wants to bind. You have to make sure that you're you're legislating according to what's needed in the earth. One of the uh one of the stupid legislations that's going on right now It's the abortion legislation, and it's like, hey, you're you're telling them, yes, we, we we don't believe in killing. However, you're trying to govern what someone else wants to do with their body instead of praying that thing through. He said, whatsoever you bind on earth, I'll bind in heaven. So where were the intercessors praying? What were the intercessors pushing these things through? You have to understand that by you being a kingdom citizen from the kingdom of heaven, by you being a lord in this earth, by you being the god of this earth, we have the same authority that Jesus did. There are some things that we shouldn't have to uh, fight against. There are some things that we just simply pray through. We legislate it. Why? Because we rule here. We rule here. Remember, you do not have to use the terms binding and leasing in order to access your authority. Some people say, well, I'm not going to speak on that because I I don't know the right terminology. There is no right terminology. What is it that you want to see happen? Decree a thing and it shall be established. That's why we have to be careful about what we release out of our mouth. It goes back to point number one. When we're binding and loosing, when we're beginning to... give authority, whatever we bind on earth, when we begin to loose things on earth and loose things in heaven, we have to understand that it lines up with the word of God, but we also have to understand that heaven does not understand jokes. And so what we release out of our mouth, we either give power for angelic forces or demonic forces to make manifest.
1: The fourth key,
8: or the fourth way to use our key, is we can use our key to, to bring liberation and freedom the people that are bound. Luke chapter 4, verse number 18, it says, he has sent me, he has sent me to proclaim freedom to the prisoners and recovery of the sight from the blind, to set the oppressed free. No power and no door holds someone that holds someone captive can stand against the keys of heaven. We see this all through scripture when we get to Acts chapter 16, uh, and it deals with Paul and Silas. I believe it's around verse 25. When when they began to pray and sing praises unto God, they were using their authority. And what happened? The doors of the prison were open. When we look at Acts chapter 12, I believe, when, when Peter is locked in prison after James had been killed and the church was making intercession for him. As the church prayed, what happened? God released angels to open up that prison door. When we look at Daniel, in Daniel chapter 3, Daniel refused to to remove, uh, to bow. He refused to to give in to what the king wanted him to do. He found himself in the lion's den. What happened? He still was not harmed. Why? Because of legislation. There are some things that will not come. Now you're dwelling. There are some things that will break you out, but you have to use your voice. You have to use your authority. The reason the enemy wants to keep us from using our authority is because he knows that if we ever tap into our fullest potential, then we have the ability to cause, uh, to cause havoc to the kingdom of darkness and to cause him to retreat. Let's look at the Lion King. When Simba, um, I believe it was when Simba had went and the elephant's pit where he wasn't supposed to go, and the hyenas had him backed up against a wall, and he let out his little roar, and the hyenas laughed at him. They laughed at him because they said, oh, look at him, you know, do it again. But then when Mufasa, when, when he screamed out, when he, um, when he roared that third time, Although his mouth was moving, his father's voice came out. His father's roar came out. And what happened? The hyenas began to shake. They began to run. It's the same thing with us. When we open up our mouths and we don't have the faith that we are going to see what we're trying to decree or legislate on earth happens, then the enemy laughs at us. But when we do it in the power of the father... When we do it in the power of the Father, the Father's voice comes through us, and although our mouths are moving, we have come into covenant and into partnership with heaven, and so things begin to move. Things begin to change. The fifth way to use your key of the kingdom is in prayer. And so, what happens is when we begin to use our key in prayer, we begin to speak what the word says. We have to understand that heaven responds not only to our voice, but heaven responds to the word of God. That's why it's important to know the word of God when we're praying, because when we use the word of God, we cause things to be unlocked, we cause channels to be open, we cause angels to come and assist us, we cause the heavens to open up. And so, God opens doors in prayer. And Apostle Paul asked the church, To pray. And he said, and I pray for us too, that God may open the door for our message so that we may proclaim the mystery of Christ for which I am chained. And that's Colossians chapter 4, verse number 3. Once again, in Acts chapter 12, we see that Peter is in prison and the church was praying. And Peter walked out of the prison as an angel released him. We have to understand that when we're praying and when we're using legislation and we're praying on behalf of others or we're praying on behalf of ourselves, that Freedom has to manifest, why? Because we're using the key, we're using of authority, we're using the key of authority. The sixth way to use your key is in praise. Once again, we see Paul and Silas in Acts chapter 16, singing hymns and praying and not only, uh, I want to just talk about this for a second, not only did Paul and Silas pray and sing praises unto God using their key of authority and the prison doors were open and the earthquake took place but when we look at that full scope of that scripture and we look at the full scope of that text we see here that not only were they released from prison but salvation was a goal. The guard that was assigned to guard them ended up being saved, him and his whole house and so when people see us using our keys, even in the midst of places where we're bound, it causes them to have a different scope of belief. You can legislate salvation for your family just based on the way that you live, based on the way that you handle yourself, based on the way that you handle the authority that you were given. What happens when your child uh, uses the key and lets unnecessary people into your home? You take that key. Why? Because they have shown that they are not mature enough to handle it. I have this question for you. How many keys has the Lord taken from people in this this realm that have not used them correctly? The seventh way to use the key or the seventh way that you can use this key of authority is by using the name of Jesus. The name of Jesus is the master key. It unlocks doors. It enables you to enter into the realm of the miraculous. In that moment of exercising kingdom authority, you are Jesus' representative. You have to understand that when we use the name of Jesus to legislate things, captives are set free. At his name, sickness is healed at his name. When we pray and minister in the name of Jesus, we're not exercising authority in our own name, but in the name that's above every name. We have to understand that when we are just using the name and we don't understand the power behind it, we can be like the seven sons of Sceva. They got their behinds with by demons. Because they they tried to do something that they did not have the authority to do. And so because we have the authority to use Jesus' name, he said the very gates of hell will not prevail against us. The eighth way that we can use the key, which is the final way that I want to deal with today, um, is using our key as acts of obedience. As acts of obedience. Jesus asked Peter, he said, Hey, who do men say I am? Who do men say I am? And he replied back, He said, For you are the Christ, you are the Messiah, the Son of the living God. And Jesus replied, Flesh and blood did not reveal that to you, but my Father, which is in heaven. And then he gave them an assignment. He gave them the assignment to go. And to begin to make witnesses, he says, it says, verse number 20, it says, then he strictly ordered the disciples to not tell anyone that he was the Messiah. And from that time on, Jesus began to inform his disciples that he had to go to Jerusalem. There he would have to suffer a lot because of the leaders, the chief priests and the experts in Moses' teaching. Then he will be killed. On the third day, he will be brought back to life. Peter took him aside. Object this, and he said, Heaven forbid, Lord, this must never happen to you. But Jesus turned and said unto Peter, Get out of my way, Satan. You are tempting me to sin. You are not thinking the way God thinks, but the way he's human thinks. We have to understand that when we get to a place of obedience, our obedience allows us to override our emotions. Our obedience allows us to override that which we see happening. There are some things, even the word of God says that there are some things that God will not do on the earth unless he reveals it first into his servant, the prophets. We have to understand in order for us to exercise these keys, we got to be servants. We have to be willing to take orders, willing to take instructions, and then we have to follow them through. Follow it through. And so if I'm going to legislate anything in this season, the very first thing that I have to legislate is how to understand what's in my hand. And so I want to ask everybody that's on the line, just like Jesus asked Moses, what's in your hand? Are you just walking around with keys? Are they keys that will actually open doors or are they the teething keys that the babies use that have no authority? that are made of plastic, what is your key made of? Is it made of faith? Is it made of truth? Is it made of hope? Is it made of decoration? Is it made of authority? What key are you using? Are you using the keys that Jesus gave you himself or are you using borrowed keys? It's nothing like telling somebody that you need to go to the restroom and they have to give you their keys to their house And you really have to go and you're running and they have a ring full of keys. And now you got to search through each key to see which one works for their door. Stop using borrowed keys and learn to master the keys that's in your hand. This is our declaration on today. Father, I thank you for your people. I thank you, God, that you're teaching us to legislate and to walk in authority, that you're teaching us to use what you have already given us, for you have already given us the keys of the kingdom. And, God, whatsoever we bind on earth, you told us that it is bound in heaven, and whatsoever we loose on earth, you told us that you will loosen in heaven. And so, God, teach us to come into partnership with what you have told us. Teach us to come into partnership with what you have even declared unto us. Father, I thank you that you have already had the keys of death, hell, and the grave. And so, God, you have given us the keys of the kingdom. I thank you, Father. You have not given us the keys of death, hell, and the grave, but you've given us the keys of the kingdom. And you told us, God, that we can rule your kingdom. You will take care of death. You will take care of hell, the things that are coming after us. But, God, you will take care of the grave, too, the things that are trying to keep us buried. And so we decree and declare, God, over these people that we will learn how to legislate, how to use this authority with great power, great wisdom, great understanding, and, Father, with great follow-through. In Jesus' name, amen. Anybody have any questions, comments, concerns uh, Anybody want to morning? I know we all were on the line this morning. And that was a powerful prayer. So anybody's going to get a chance to say good morning or you have any questions or comments, the floor is open for you.
9: Good morning. It's Diane. Great to Thank you, Diane.
8: Thank you so much.
9: Good morning. It's Jubilant. Hey. Good morning. Good morning.
0: Good morning. This is Rosanna.
8: Hey, Rosanna. How are you?
4: Okay. And yourself?
8: I'm doing well.
4: Good morning. It's Krishanda. Happy
5: great declaration.
8: Hey, Krishanda. Thanks so much.
3: Good Good morning. morning. Happy Friday.
6: Happy Friday to you. Good morning, Miss Patsy. Hey, Patsy.
2: Auntie Patsy. Good morning, Miss Leonia. Thank you for your declaration.
7: Good morning.
8: You're welcome. Good morning. This is Juanita. Hey, Juanita. Good morning to you.
3: Good morning, Apostle Pierre. Rochelle. Can you say number four one more time, please, sir?
6: Awesome, awesome declaration.
7: You said number four?
6: Yes, sir.
8: Yes. Number four is use your keys to set the captives free.
6: Thank you. Thank
3: Good morning, Apostle Pierre CD. That last, that number four, my God, opened a prison door, set all the captives free. You got me doing a dance at this preschool. Love you, man. Thank you. <laughs> Love you, too. What was
2: number
8: Love three? Him. Number three? Number three was use your keys to permit and forbid. And so number three and number four go together. And and this is why we often, when we talk about um, setting the captives free, we we look at uh, chains and we look at people that are being bound. So, in the context of spiritual warfare, when he says whatsoever you bind, it refers to the authority that we have to command demonic influences to stop or cease activity. There are some things demonically that the enemy would try to permit that you have the authority or the key to stop. And so when we talk about using our authority to permit or forbid, these are the things that we can say, okay, you know what? This has to happen in order for, uh, and, and I'll explain that. Let me talk about permit or forbid. For instance, Jesus is the son of God. He has all power. He has all authority. He is the walking manifestation of God in the earth, but yet he willingly went to the cross. He willingly allowed the soldiers to take him away. Why? Because it was something that had to happen. So he permitted himself to be captured. He had to permit it in order for a prophecy to be manifested. Judas had to betray Jesus in order for prophecy to be manifested. So there are some things that we have to permit in the earth as it relates to warfare, in order for prophecy to be manifested in our life. There's some things that we have to go through. Revelation tells us, and they overcame him by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony. You cannot have a testimony if there's no opposition. The key to overcoming opposition is knowing how to use your keys in opposition, if that makes sense. And so that's just the point that I wanted to make to you guys. Anybody else want to say good morning or you have a question or a comment? Good morning,
1: uh, Pastor Pierre. Hey, this is uh, Brother Al, man. Powerful, powerful, powerful stuff there. You know, I just kind of, I was thinking about what you said the last thing you said about what keys are are you we used for, and, and also, how are we using our keys? Because it's important to know how we're using our keys in order for us to unleash some of these things. we got to recognize where we're using these keys for. So, we can re- release the right things that is done. So, um, powerful stuff, man. Uh, I'm just thinking about things in my life right now, what I can unleash, you know, because sometimes, too oftentimes we hold the keys, but now we're just holding the keys and not unleashing what's the opening for the door to open so we can go through. So, I appreciate mm-hmm. that. God bless, God bless you, man. Bless you so
8: much. Anyone else?
0: Can you repeat five and right. six, please?
8: You set five and six? Yes. Okay. Number five is use your keys in prayer. And number six is use your keys as you praise. Okay, thank you. you. Yes, ma'am.
0: It's Dee. Dee. So,
3: whew, you know, Richard, what's there? We, we just talked a little bit last night on the women's call, I just about um, demonic stuff. And so <laughs> you would know who got attacked in the sleep last night, right? So when you were talking about the keys and unlocking some stuff, I'm laughing because I got so irritated because I wanted to go to sleep. But just because we touched on it just a little on the call, I knew it. I knew it when I opened my mouth on the call when we talked about it that there was going to be an attack. So throughout the night, (laughs) the enemy kept trying to just irritate me, you know, disrupt my peace. So when you talked about the different keys and that part about the the kid keys, the baby keys, I was thinking about that as my grandbabies all had those little plastic keys. Sometimes they would drop them, sometimes they would, you know, hold on to them. And then it took me to my kids as they grew older and they were old enough to get keys to the house. Well, my daughters didn't lose their keys but Armani would always lose his king. So I had to remind him, you got to get a little bit wiser. Don't put them in your backpack. Don't leave me a locker. You playing basketball, all that stuff. And it's just to me, it reminds me of the word of God, right? Sometimes we have to get deeper. You know, we might think we, we are wise or more mature and we're not, we got to go back. And so just like with last night, I'm talking boldly on the call because I've been through spiritual warfare one, two and three. And yes, he tried to attack me too. So I just know it just made sense about the keys, and I gotta lock some stuff, but I probably left the key in the in the lock. If that makes sense.
8: Mhm. There, there's sometimes that we there's sometimes that we leave keys because we fail to realize that um, we think just because we've been through a place before that we've mastered it, and it's like we find ourselves relinquishing keys not realizing that we still need them. And so, like you said with Armani, Armani will lose his keys. What keys have you lost? What keys have you willingly given to somebody else who couldn't handle it? Uh I remember I went to, I was in Wildwood, Florida, and I went there to do a spiritual warfare conference. And this person, that was there asked me to mentor them. And I said, sure, you know, I'll mentor you. And um, I specifically told this person, hey, listen, these are the books that you're reading. Don't read this book right now because you're not ready to access that level. Don't do this right now. And I was trying to walk them through it. And so this person found themselves, um, and I'm gonna use this word because it's really what it was. This person found themselves infatuated with my gift. That they decided to just go ahead and enlist in some of the classes that I enlisted in, go to some of the prophetic trainings that I went in, and do the schooling that I did. And they got their behind wood. in spiritual warfare. The demons ripped them apart. Afflictions in their body, torment in their minds, uh, stuff falling and flying through their house, all because they tried to access a realm that they were not ready for. They tried to use master keys when they were not ready for them. And that's just like, you know, your kid uh, coming to take your your car, try to move the car and be helpful, but they haven't been skilled in how to drive. And so they don't know how to work the gas pedal or the brake. And so they just get in, put the key in, and just press on the gas. Well, guess what? A wreck is going to happen. And so we have to understand that um, mastering how to use our keys or mastering our levels of authority, it takes time in the presence of God. We have to spend that time in the presence of God to be trained on what key we possess, how to use it, when to use it, where to use it. Because there are some times that we will use our key just because we have mastered a certain area and we see people going through. And we see them, we've mastered the area of sickness where God has already healed our bodies from something. And so we see somebody else going through and we're like, you know what, I got the key to that. I'm going to go ahead and open this door and you just go ahead through. No, maybe that person has to go through to get their own set of keys. And so we're abruptly pulling people out of their processes. Anybody That's else so want to good. take
4: Thank you for saying that. Everything you just said was so, so good. God bless you. It's
8: Krishonda. What a great declaration. Thanks, Krishonda. Anyone else?
3: Apostle Pierce or again. Um, As you begin to
8: talk about the the
3: tools and the uses for our our keys, um, it just reminds me of how um, when we got our first key and how we would put that cute little key chain on it. And then, you know, as we would collect them, because that key was important and how we cherish that key and the purpose for that key and the um, the responsibility and the ability for that key. So it's just like that. I'm a visual person, so it just dropped in my spirit. How important are this key or keys to you? What would you do? How would you dress it up? To me, it's just like um, the binding and loose loosing you know what would you put on keys to cherish it what would you not put on your keys because it's not you know uh cute on your keychain? i would say that but it just related lord just gave me that vision of you know how you used to love to put different kind of keys because you cherish those keys so that that was good for me that
8: was the nugget that dropped in my spirit today so thank you again oh you're welcome anyone else
10: Yes. Good morning, um, Pastor Pierre. This is uh, Apostle Pierre. Excuse me. This is persistent. Quick question. Okay. So I know that by me answering this question, I'm not ready. But I also know by me answer asking this question, um, there's a part of me that wants to be ready. So, why? How do you know? Um, when you mentioned the young man, and you were um, you were schooling him, and you were. Um, Mentoring and letting him know that he wasn't ready to go to the next level that he desired to go to, but yet he had this desire. How do you know? How did you know he wasn't ready? And how would an individual know they're not ready?
8: So with um, with me, it's more so uh, with him, he was just starting off prophetically. And so by that time, I was teaching a spiritual. His pastor had brought me in to do a spiritual warfare conference. And so during that spiritual warfare conference, um, I do deliverance counseling and cast out devils and all of that stuff. And so at this particular conference, I was teaching on diabolical altars and then I did an introduction to demonology. And so I was teaching about demon groupings. I was teaching about how demons manifest. I was teaching about how demons enter. I was teaching all of those things. And when he asked me to mentor him, he was like, I want you to mentor me. And maybe I should have gave this this part too. He was saying that he wanted me to mentor him because he was called to the area of spiritual warfare as well. And so I recognized he was called to spiritual warfare, but he was also trying to plan a spiritual warfare conference like a few months later. And I was like, hey, listen, I don't think that's good. I think that you should wait. And I was telling him that Even what I was teaching was years of training. Um, And so I had my spiritual parents, um, the churches that I came out of, I believe that everyone needs to have a spiritual pedigree where you come from. Um, So my spiritual parents, I grew up in kingdom church under my father rafael robinson but at the same time i received my deliverance training my demonology training from apostle john eckhart from dr cindy trim i went to school kingdom university under dr cindy trim and so uh worship training was from valley kingdom ministries the church that shekinah glory came out of it so all of those trainings i spent years learning as a student before I even did my first conference. And so I was telling him, hey, listen, you're reading these books. He was, I think he was reading Pigs in the Pollard or something like that. And He Came to Set the Captives Free is another book that he was reading. Those books really deal with um, demonic doors. He Came to Set the Captives Free um, personally is one of those books that you will read if you are really entering into entering into a place of um, spiritual warfare but wanting to understand the demonic realm but he came and said the chapter three was written by an ex-witch and so those are the things that I'm like, hey don't you don't want to open that door first until you master the area of prayer until you master the area of intercession and so it was just the wisdom of God that was like, hey don't do this because once he did start going into it before, he started getting sick. His mom ended up getting sick. Demonic stuff started happening in the house. And it was just crazy. I don't know if that answered your question or not.
10: You answered my question and then some. Thank you. Appreciate that. Okay. I'll talk I'll talk so. This
9: is Juliet.
10: Can you hear I'll me? I'm going after Juliet. Juliet. Oh, you can hear me? Yes, ma'am.
9: Oh, I was just, you know, just going to comment on what you said about them books. Um, I, uh, happened to see that book in the Barnes and Noble, the, he set the captives free and you're right. You know, I read, I started reading that book and, um, all kinds of crazy stuff, (laughs) stuff started happening. Um, but the Lord told me to continue to read and I ended up reading, as a result, all four of her books, um, that she wrote because in those books is very, is a lot of information about uh spiritual warfare but then i also ended up giving that book to a friend of mine to, to read and she gave it back to me because the same thing happened to her i was just making a comment yep. on that you know i didn't know what i was getting myself <laughs> into when i first started reading that book um so i can understand why that what you were saying about that person how they ended up getting attacked because that happened to me as well
8: Yeah, it opens up so so many gateways and so many doors. And so when we are, um, and the best way I can explain is this, when we announce who we are, the moment that I said that I was Apostle Pierre, the demonic forces that are assigned to the apostolic have permission to vet me, they have permission to test me. And so when I pick up certain books, there are certain books to the day that I won't read. Because it's, it's one of those things where you're like, no, nah, you know what? Mm-mm. And even in Pigs in the Parlor, when you open that book, the very first thing it says is, hey, listen, this book comes with a lot of demonic uh, activity. This book comes with a lot of spiritual warfare. So if you're not ready and you're not an intercessor or you're not prayed up or built up in your faith, do not read this book. Apostle. Who
2: else was next?
8: Yes, ma'am.
3: This is Dee, Dee. I just wanted to agree with you. Uh, I've taken, and I, we talked about last night, because at our church, we have a, I call him General George, Pastor Brown, who was my spiritual warfare teacher, and there's actually four classes that you take. Well, I've only taken three, and I'm not, <laughs> Holy Spirit ain't told me to take that fourth one yet, because like you said, the attack is so real. When the class first started some years ago, there were like 52 people that signed up initially. By the time the class was over, it was like 20. 'Cause like you said, the attacks where people were getting sick and and moving seeing things, even me trying to drive highway four to work, I was it was it was an attack. My son got sick. My so yeah, you cannot dabble if you're not ready. And there's levels and thank you for talking about your friend um trying to open have a conference. You can't it's nothing to play with. It's not. So even like I said, with me being uh tempted not tempted, um tried to be tortured last night, I had years of sleep torture. Um, you guys know when I, when I lost my baby, but even my husband, Um, this morning, he said, you okay? He said, because you was doing a whole bunch of fighting in your sleep. And I know, because when I woke up, I was tired. But it's not a fear anymore. It used to be fear. Now I just be like, listen, I know who I am. I plead the, plead, the, plead the blood of Jesus, and I know how to war, but I'm not there yet. So you know what I mean? I know my limitations. I'm not ready to do conferences or uh, all that stuff. I know where I am, if that makes sense. So thank you for this whole conversation.
8: Yes, no problem. Anyone else Anyone else
10: and that- this is persistent again just a another quick question um uh you helped me because um I'm studying more about intercession. About praying and praying more and um, actively praying in communities and whatnot and getting out um, and pursuing it and um, hopefully we'll be blessed to take um, to take uh, Mr. W- Philip uh, Brother Philip Watson's 15 uh, week course on uh, intercession and praying. I'm looking forward to that actually. But I guess my question is this. As you graduate and gradually go through, you know I heard you mention Cindy Trim, and we all are familiar that her prayer and um, and those of us who are familiar I shouldn't say we all are those of us are familiar that you know when she prays you 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 just hear the authority you you hear a general I mean you hear it you know it's it's just, it's plain it's clear it's strong everything that it is it is. Um, I guess the process of this is that ultimately you will, if you're pursuing and you continue to go in this direction with the Lord as you're being prompted by the Holy Spirit, ultimately because the reason why I'm asking this, let me just say this real quickly, <laughs> is that I've been exposed to the growling. I The only thing I've heard from people is growling. And, I, and I've always, often asked God, if you exposed me to this, There's a reason for it. If you let me see this, what is this all about? I haven't gotten an answer yet, but I've learned this relationship with him is that when he exposes you to something, there's a reason for it. Okay? Um, And he wants you to get an understanding about it or not be fearful of it. Or this is something, a direction in which you will see more of in the future. So I guess my question is the process. You know, the process of intercession and the process of going to the next level. I understand a lot of us don't want anything to do with it, but I've often said whatever God has for me, I want it. Whatever it is, that direction he wants me to go in, that's what I'm going to do. I want to be obedient in that. So I guess my question to you is this, the baby steps. I guess God will show up. Or it will show up, whatever it is supposed to show up in your teaching when you're ready. Does that make sense?
8: Yeah, it does make sense. Um, so, when we begin to understand intercession, there's a difference between intercession and being a prayer warrior. Intercessors are those that stand in the gap to pray for the needs of others, prayer warriors are those that are on the front line, they go into the enemies can't, but they come back with strategy and answer.
7: Um,
8: and so there are different manifestations or different demonic manifestations that happen on those levels. And so, for instance, like when you said the growling, when you um, – and the only way I can relate growling as it relates to intercession is if you are around a dog and that dog begins to growl. That growl is a form of defense. That growl is a form of intimidation. And so it's the same thing in the demonic world. The demonic forces will begin to growl to intimidate you from moving further into that place of intercession. And so when we begin to understand how to press through, we begin to um learn to move past the level of discomfort, move past the level of um being intimidated. And that's how we pass that first level. It's whenever you get uncomfortable, push forward. And so most of the time in our churches, we don't see churches impacted by the level of intercession because they don't push past the level of their flesh. They don't push past um, when they begin to get uh, tired. Another biblical example is this. When Jesus goes to the Garden of Gethsemane to pray, and the Bible says that he was led into the wilderness to be tempted of the devil, he asked his disciples, the three that were with him, he said, Hey, listen, stay here and pray with me for hours. They fell asleep. He's like, Can you not pray with me for an hour? That was the place where they had the opportunity to move past the capacity of their flesh and tap into another level of power. And so because their spirit or because their flesh did not have the capacity to, they missed out on the opportunity to gain more revelation or to gain more strength. Uh, so I would say the key is to press past where you normally go. So if this week you prayed for 30 minutes straight, next week try to pray for 45. Try to pray for an hour. Keep increasing your capacity. I hope that answered your question. Mm.
10: No, it does. It's really good. You just, um, yeah, it's like opening my eyes to different levels and understanding. Because I, the first time it happened to me, and I heard the growl. I had an aunt, a favorite aunt, who was just as beautiful in every way to me, but she was a Buddhist, and I, I knew that God's word was real, and I knew He was real, and she was in her dying moments, and I walked into the hospital to to basically um, do the Lord's prayer and to ask her if she believed in Jesus Christ as her Lord and Savior. And um, when I walked in, the enemy knew it. And she instantly started growling. And it intimidated me. I'd never heard yeah. it. I didn't know what to... The... Yeah, and I missed the opportunity. I missed it. And to this day, it still it bothers me in my heart. But, I, don't th- um, I
8: don't think it was a missed opportunity. I think it was a lesson. Um, what I teach my people is that God, never, God will never reveal to you um, the capacity of a person's struggle without revealing to you the strategy to bring about breakthrough. And so what happens is most of the time you see it in the introduction. I remember the very first time I was introduced to deliverance. There's a mother... My mother Davis and she would travel with us. And when we would travel together as a team, and um, first time I ever saw a demonic um manifestation, this lady began to scream out, and I heard four voices come out of her mouth. And Mother Davis said, What you standing there looking for? Get down there with her, pray. And so I started praying. And the more I prayed, I was like, Well, I don't know what to pray for. She said, Listen to the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit started telling me what to pray for, what to intercede for. I'm on the elevator, so I don't know if you guys can hear me. But as uh, I began to pray for her, then everything that I began to pray for, the demons began to literally loose this lady and come out. And so as that began to happen, I had to train myself now to when I pray to listen to the Holy Spirit. And so some demonic manifestations only come to intimidate you because they see that you're gaining power you're gaining access and authority over that thing. And so my encouragement to you would be keep going. Ask the Holy Spirit. I've seen everything from howling to screaming to levitations where people are literally levitating off of the floor. Uh, to demons talking back. So I've seen it all. And so um, I would say just keep pressing forward. And then if the Holy Spirit tells you to back, 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 back. If the Holy Spirit tells you to dive into that and go forward, go forward. And that's why that last key that I was telling you guys to use is the key of obedience is because you have to use wisdom in the spirit. When the Holy Spirit says back, back, don't try to be super, super intercessor. Back, back. (laughs) It's okay. It does not mean that you missed the opportunity or that you're not capable of um, of completing the assignment. It means that God gave you an introduction, and then once He's finished showing you about this where you are, He'll take you to another place. So just be comfortable at the place that you're in until God graduates you.
10: Amen.
9: Apostle Pierre, could you quickly um, uh, say again what? between an intercessor and a prayer
8: warrior? Yes, intercessors stand in the gap. So intercessors are the ones that will say, God, listen, this person is not strong enough to take this hit, so I'll take it for them. Um, A prayer warrior is the person that's saying, hey, God, listen, the devil is attacking this person's body, and so I'm going to go. A prayer warrior actually – The intercessor, I'll put it this way, the intercessor is the mediator between the bully and the person. The prayer warrior is the person that
1: sees the bully
8: in the hallway and goes up to the bully and just beats him up.
1: The prayer warrior (laughs) is
8: going to go handle the situation. The intercessor is going to stand in the middle and try to be the mediator to stop things from happening.
1: Make sense? Amen, brother. Amen. Wow. That makes a lot of sense. I had experience in myself this is so defining right now, uh, with an individual who really was dealing with a demon because this person who was a patient was playing out every time a person walked in they cussed them out. And I mean from the uh, from the beginning to the end. But the Holy Spirit moved me to orchestrate bring really, my anointing oil, pouring it over the doorway, walking in before I walked in, I proclaimed walked in because I recognized that it was a demonic spirit, and I came in and I just proclaimed that whatever it was, it's going to go, and whatever that person did to the other individual, it's going to be released because it's pain, and it declare once I finished, every person that was a witness, bear witness that. That young man changed. Like his whole spirit changed, his whole mindset changed. He stopped cussing at people. Everything changed, and you're absolutely right. There is a difference between intercessor and prayer warriors. Very yeah. profound. Yeah, they will. They they
8: will. They will change. A person can go from an intercessor to a prayer warrior. A person can go from prayer warrior to intercessor. They will. They will change at different aspects and at different moments. And so what happens is with each uh, level of intercession, with each realm of being a prayer warrior, there are different keys that are released. And so the authority is different. So, for instance, an intercessor can, can go in and say, you know, Father, in the name of Jesus, I stand in the gap for my brother and I decree and declare God that, God, you will take the stain out of uh, the warfare that he's dealing with. Father, I thank you that you're going to cause these things, Father, that are being directed at him. Father, we seek that no weapon that formed against him will be able to prosper. That's an innocence of prayer. A prayer warrior's prayer, uh, innocence of prayer is to God. A prayer warrior prayer is to the demonic force. And, Father, we come in the name of Jesus, and we go to the demonic principality of infirmity and disease, and we come and we speak to the spirit of cancer. And so now you're speaking directly to that principality as a prayer warrior, because warriors
1: have weapons. Mm, powerful. So you can actually go from an intercessory prayer prayer person to an actual prayer warrior.
8: Because what happens is when you begin to, uh, there there are different levels, and beyond, cut me off if I'm going too long, Uh, there there are different levels of intercessory person. When I teach on school, when we do our school of prayer, I not only just deal with the intercessor, I deal with prayers of supplication. There are some people that just pray in general. There are some people that are intercessors. There are some people that are prayer warriors. Then, like, when you talk about my spiritual mom, when you talk about, Dr. Cindy Trim or you talk about Apostle John Eckhart, and even sometimes when I pray, there are people that are generals in prayer. Generals in prayer begin to not only talk to principalities, but they talk to gatekeepers, they talk to dukes, they talk to,
1: they talk to princes
8: of hell, and so they begin to confront those principalities in a different way. And so their their nomenclature or their language as it relates to prayer changes. When you start talking about generals, these are generals that can intercede in in different dialects of tongues. They know demonic names. They know the strong man. They know demon grouping. And so that's that's how you can distinguish the levels of prayer that they're on. Hmm. Oh wow! Thank you, Papa.
5: You're welcome. here. I don't think we're, I don't know if Dion's going to come in and say it's going over because it's not, I don't think it's that late, but maybe I'm just wanting to say something because this is so good. This is very powerful, all of the conversation and what you're teaching this morning. And I just, um, just, it's really interesting because. When you were talking about it and then other people started sharing Dee, I thought it was just me. I remember having, I talk about it on this call. There's a book that has really blessed me called The Bait of Satan. And I had that book in my garage for like five years because I was, I'd start to read it. I remember I had it on the airplane traveling and then something happened and then it would take me away. And I was thinking that I, I, I I don't know if it was the um, spiritual maturity to know that that was the enemy trying to keep me from that book. And I remember I, when I finally read it complete, I said, I'm going to finish this book. And it just blessed me. So I was just so blessed. God bless me so much with that. So I just found it interesting when you're talking about um, things happening um, and how I believe I, I can see that, that the enemy does not want, you know, you know, the people in the class. I think Didi were talking about it. He started at 50 and finished at 20. Well, anyway this is just a great conversation i'm i'm thankful for it
8: oh thank you thank you yeah there there are times where and that's what i said it's important to be obedient to the spirit there's some there, there are some books that i still have on my bookshelf that the lord said don't read that yet i have a book that i only am able that the lord will only allow me to reference when i'm teaching on spiritual warfare or when i'm going through certain things and that book is called uh, demons and deities of the bible and it has a list of all like demons and angelic beings that are listed in scripture. And I'm only able to go to it at certain times. It's not a book that I can read. Um, and so that's why it's imperative to use the key of obedience because there's sometimes where the Lord will be like, nope, don't read that yet because it will open up a whole other realm of warfare for you. But then there's sometimes where you will hear, nope, don't read that. And the Lord's like, no, read that. The devil don't want you to read that. And so it's imperative to know the voice of God as it relates to where your walk
5: is. That's so good because it makes me go back and think about that. Like, it maybe it was like I don't, you know, it's just I love this. I just love it. Thank you so
0: much.
8: You're welcome. Anyone else?
0: Yes. Good morning. Good morning. Uh, my name is Hi. My name is Sylvia. Um, I think we talked last Friday, maybe. But anyway, I. I want to thank you for your declaration and you really, um, have me thinking about the different types of prayer, especially when you, uh, just made an example about speaking, uh, praying, you know, over someone with cancer or, you know, as I walk through the hospital as a chaplain and I'm praying for people, um, on many occasions, um, it sounds like it makes a difference in the type of prayer and what I'm speaking to as far as what the patients are asking for, whether it's, uh, you know, the, the, the first prayer in, you know, intercessor or whether it's the prayer warrior, um, in speaking to a situation or a condition, which many of my uh, patients have. And so I'm really interested in learning more about the different types of prayer and how to make it effective, uh, as much for the patient.
8: Yeah, one of the things that I did, even in my chaplaincy, um, there was a couple of patients that I went to pray for, and um, even, I'll I'll even go personal with my aunt. Well, my aunt had cancer. uh, One of the things that I made it my business to do was I looked at the medication that she was on, and I'm not saying that you can do this because of HIPAA law and things, but I looked at the medication that she was on, and I began to read up what the side effects were. And so... One of the prayers that I will pray, and I'll give you an example for a person with cancer, with cancer, we can just say that it's, it's lung cancer. And so one of the prayers that I will pray is, Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you that there's no distance in the realm of the Spirit. And Father, your word declares that you send your word and heal them. And so, Father, even as your intercessor and as your prayer warrior, I send your word to their lungs. And I decree and declare that your word will even cause their lungs to be penetrated by the blood of Jesus, because your word says, God, that if I decree a thing, it shall be established. And so, Father, I release to their body that they are healed and Spirit and sickness and disease far from them. I speak to the chemo. I speak to the radiation, and I command the chemo and radiation to only do what it's assigned to do. I bind all side effects of hair loss. I bind all side effects of dark skin. I bind all side effects of killing off nervous cell systems. And so you begin to pray concerning cancer, but you begin to bind those things. So now you're the intercessor, but you're also the sniper because now with, with snipers, snipers can hit targets from far away. And they hit the target on bullseye. So now instead of me just praying for cancer in general, I'm specifically praying for lung cancer. I'm specifically going fully into what it is that the enemy is trying to do to this person's body. So I'm binding the side effects of hair loss. I'm binding the side effects of shortness of breath. I'm speaking that God, your word says, because remember, Heaven only responds to the word of God. So God, your word says that you wish above all that we prosper and be in good health, even as our soul prosper. And I make it a point to say, God, we were made in your image and we know that sickness is not of you. And so because sickness is not of you, and we in your image eradicate everything from our systems that does not reflect your image. And so we begin to go deeper into our prayer based off of the need of the person that we're praying for. Does that make sense?
0: Access to see the medication. I can see the medication just because I have. So thank you. That's so helpful.
8: You're welcome. Anyone else?
6: Good morning. Yes, um, the blessing of, for the declaration, of Pierre. I wanted to know, is there a book um, that can help you strategize, or for beginners to, um, to uh, learn? Um, yes, yeah, so for beginners, I've been in the ministry for a little over twenty, thirty years. And that's all to with deliverance. I got dumped into a ministry that I had and I've been and been on a deliverance thing and just didn't I just do what I saw and my leaders do. And,
2: and really no
6: no formal education or any of that. So I was just wondering if would there be a book that you can have?
7: well uh there are there many books
8: um and i'm not i'm not using this as an opportunistic thing but i do teach school of prayer we'll be starting school of prayer in september we're wrapping up school of worship right now and i do have a book called understanding prayer and spiritual warfare and so um it's the beginning teachers of prayer intercession Warfare, but then once we start getting towards the end of the class, I do start teaching on diabolical altars and assignments. And so that's something that uh if you're interested in I can send you more information on.
6: Yes, please. Okay. Um, how would I uh contact you to declare victory? You can
2: contact me through the, you can do
6: Facebook. Facebook is my name, Pierre Robinson. Thank
0: you. You said Pierre Robbins? Yes.
6: Robbins or Robinson, I'm sorry.
8: Robinson, R-O-B-I-N-S-O-N. It's on the Declare Victory page. OK. Uh, uh, or you can just inbox Declare Victory at, uh, or here is our office number. It is Yes,
1: 0446. 313-306-0446.
6: You're welcome. Anyone else have anything?
9: I just, this is um, Jubilant again. I just wanted to say um, one thing you said that uh, like resonated with me is how God will introduce you to things, you know? Um, Because I have been, as far as being a prayer warrior, I never considered myself a prayer warrior, but it's almost like I had been drawn like I was telling you with that book with the um cap- um take the you know the captives make the captives free. I was led to that, and then um um people that I seem to have been surrounded by were people that um that you know are strong in prayer. And so it um, it just when you said that it just like a light bulb kind of you know went on. All this time I've been running, <laughs> I have been running, and I'm like, I, I, what are you talking about? But when you said that, it makes sense now because it seems like I've been surrounded by people that you know have prayer or God has led me to certain books to read, and I'm like saying to myself, why are you having me read these books? If I don't. I don't understand why I'm drawn to these books, but now it makes sense after hearing what you know, you say how God will introduce you to something. And you know, um and as far as the timing of things as well, like how he'll unleash or tell you, okay, now this time to to read this book and this time, you know, to do this and so I have I've been really enjoying this this conversation. It is um really you know show me some stuff i appreciate you no problem no problem
4: Any, anybody else before we go hi uh this is monica pierre i remember uh i spoke to you before and i was asking you about your classes that you was given um because i have to experience something similar to what you were talking about maybe going into something too soon and encountering certain things and i had a book by cindy trim and it's funny because as soon as you start talking about the different books that you probably should not read i had that book waiting to read it and as you were talking about it, i went to look for it and could not find the book i don't know where the book went but I was like, um, wanting to know, um, cause I went on Declare V3, and for some reason on Facebook, I am not operating these, uh, um, things very well. So it's hard for me to find. Um, um, how can I, uh, is it another way to get in contact with you about the classes other than the Facebook? Cause I'm not successful with yes, that. Yes.
8: I just, I just released, I just gave my number. It is okay.
1: 313. Uh huh. 306
2: 0446.
8: Okay. Thank you. And so you can just give me a call or either you can text that number too and send your email address and that way I can um that way I can put you on our mailing list and we'll just send an email when the classes are about to start.
4: Okay,
2: thank you. You're welcome.
8: All right, well, if there's nothing else, uh, Father, I thank you for your sons and your daughters that are on this line, Lord. I thank you, God, that you're releasing unto them the jewels that will will propel them into their next place in destiny. Father, I thank you for Dion. I thank you for the Declared Victory line and all of those people, God, please being touched by this line and so father i thank you that you're raising us up and you're showing us exactly how to legislate and use the keys of the kingdom and so god as we go throughout our day i speak blessings over their day i speak that people are assigned to bless them and work with them by them and for them father i thank you that all demonic attacks returning their lives are being broken off of their life now in jesus name father we speak that every good and perfect thing will meet them on today it's in jesus name we pray amen i will see you guys again next month, and it's always a pleasure, and I love you guys. Blessings. Amen. You you. Have a blessed day,
2: everyone. Thank you. you. Have a blessed day,
4: everyone.
8: everyone. Have a blessed day, everyone.
6: Have a blessed day. Thank you.
8: Praise the Lord. Amen. The blood of Jesus. Amen.